Hi, and welcome to My Gaming Academia, a podcast where we discuss gaming as it relates to psychology and sociology. My name is Reza, aka Sprintspeed. I'm Javon, aka J Stoney. And I'm Eric, aka Hysteric. And this is episode 18, rated L for Limited. So to be more specific, this episode, we're looking to talk about how video games use scarcity in things that are limited edition or maybe prestige edition in some cases, as they might be referred to, to drive user behavior and how that can affect how people engage with the game at the point of purchase or when they're playing it more generally amongst their friends. So as some general background, when we say scarcity, we're talking about the scarcity principle, which... Uh, pretty self-explanatory kind of you know like you'll have those sort of limited edition things where it's like oh hey here's like a collector series or design from like a well-known brand or whatever and if that brand is say like you know let's just say like louis vuitton right and they have some kind of limited edition collaboration with let's just say i don't know kanye west right that's going to be a limited mm-hmm. time deal that by itself is playing on the scarcity principle because it kind of goes in hand with this thing called the fast approaching deadline technique. And if they only have a certain number of copies of whatever the designer item is, then they add on the limited number technique. Mm -hmm. And so you know, with that point, you're kind of familiar at that point with, you know. Yeah, you see that goes. everywhere where it's like, buy now, only 10 left. Um, another very common iteration of it that everyone has seen before is like limited edition for a certain period of time. So normally we see that, like Eric mentioned, either with the number of things available or the duration that it will be available for. And this concept um essentially driving the effect of that this has is that it like incentivizes people to take action or value whatever this item or activity might be much more highly than they normally would um and for some quick background there is research to back this up there's a study published actually only two years ago which is surprisingly recent for a phenomenon that i think has is pretty stable by uh, Mimeron and Salant. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced those. But essentially, it's called the effect of limited availability on children's consumption, engagement, choice behavior. Essentially, they just tested this exact concept that Eric talked about. If you have, uh, they looked at children specifically between four and five years old, but if you have an activity that's only available for a limited time, or you have food, which is like the item that he talked about, that Eric talked about, then the food that's either limited in quantity or a period of time, you see that the children value these much more highly than they normally do. Um, So it drives people at a very base level, even as a child, you're not, you haven't really learned a lot of new behaviors yet uh, to basically either eat or can take part in these activities. So what are examples that you guys have seen kind of as relates to video games of hitting both of these because i think one important point that you didn't mention in the studies was that 
mm-hmm. that those activities or foods were also not necessarily even things that the children liked from the get-go. True. So it's like automatically like things that you normally wouldn't consider like, you know, worth it to you all of a sudden become worth it just because, oh, they're only going to be there for a little bit of time. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for catching me on that. Like, yeah, with some of the foods the like kids didn't even enjoy some of these foods that were limited, but the fact that it was there, they just tended to eat more of it, which is kind of wild because you'd think like, all right, if I don't care about this, then why would why would I now care about it for because of this artificial limitation? Yeah, but to to return to what you were about to ask, like you know, in terms of video games, what we see, there's a lot of different examples, but I think one of the ones that comes to mind immediately for me is very interesting is that in Valorant, the thing is is that their skins by themselves are not really. Uh, they don't really have that sort of like limited edition or, you know, limited time frame feel. They're not really like set up that way, but it's the way that they set up their shops so that the things that show up there are going to be there for a temporary amount of time anyway. And since you don't know when they're coming back, it sort of in a way creates this limited time technique feeling for any given skin, even though these skins are basically as generic and basic as what you would consider, you know, the the most generic skins you could find in, say, like Fortnite or League of Legends, where you can just like, oh, I can just go into the store and just be like, oh, I just want the skin. Let me just go get it, right? They're really mm-hmm. not that much more in terms of, I would say, objective value than those. However, because they're on that rotating store system, it adds this perceived limited feeling so you're more inclined to just be like oh let me just grab the skin now because i'm not i don't know when i'm gonna get again like if you're especially if you're on the fence of being like oh i really like the skin but i don't know if i want it or not you know like should i get it or not and then the whole rotating thing you're like i don't know when i'm gonna get it again boom you're gonna be buying it yeah and i've seen that pop up more and more frequently over the years i think the first time i encountered it was with fortnite where they have like their premium things for like their daily items and then their weekly item rotation things. And then I think Epic took that also to Rocket League. Um, and now I guess Riot also implementing it in Valorant. Do you, as a customer, do you enjoy that model or do you prefer it just because sometimes in my experience, I do feel like, Oh wow, this is a cool skin. Like I do get excited. Like I could, I could purchase it now. Like, I'm, I do sometimes, for me, feel excited that something is now available to me. But what are your guys' experiences with some of those? I mean, just like you, Reza, I, I, I too enjoy, you know, having that skin that can be attached to my favorite character. And knowing that I may not be able to have the opportunity to acquire the skin but for such like a definite amount of time it gets my blood going in terms of like okay i need to get this right now because it's about to disappear on me Mm -hmm. and sometimes even if i don't like the skin i get it because okay well i want the skin because this goes with my favorite character that i like to play with anyway so sure even if i don't really even if i'm not a fan of the skin 
right? So there's there's that side. And then there's also the side where it's just like, okay, I've already spent 60 bucks on getting the game in and of itself. And then character gets dropped into the game, like a new character gets dropped into the game. So it's like, okay, time to spend money on buying this character, but hopefully all the skins will come with that character as uh-huh. well, which happens sometimes, you know, with Mortal Kombat, uh, there's the base game. And then over time, DLC started to drop and typically DLC basically meant new characters with their own set of skins. So there's like the basic set of skins that they have. And then there's rare skins and stuff like that, that you can unlock within the game over time, but you're essentially paying to, to get a character. Uh, so fighting games does, does that kind of model a lot. And so it's interesting the ways in which I think about scarcity in that sense, because it's just like, okay, well, there's the scarcity in terms of it's not necessarily there is a limit on the skin itself, right? It's not like this digital skin. There's only like a hundred versions of this digitalized skin, right? Yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't make sense, right? Otherwise, no one would get anything because it would just be scalped immediately. Right. So, well, I mean, that kind of does happen in real life. Right. But so, anyways. <laughs> right. And so I'm just like, okay. So we're talking about in the sense of time. There's the time factor and then money plays a factor. So there's like, okay, special event for Summer Overwatch. That's three weeks. Therefore, mm-hmm. that means I have essentially three weeks to get this skin for my character. And the way Overwatch does it is, you know, each week, uh, you have a different characters whose skin is now being unlocked, and you only have that week to get the skin. And right. then after that, you have to wait until like an anniversary event to acquire the skin. And if you miss that, then oh well, you gotta wait until <laughs> kind of SOL, right? You gotta wait until next year to get it. But I don't have to bear any financial costs to that. It's only in time. Gotcha. Then there's the other side, which comes into the microtransaction side of things, where it's just like, okay, in order to acquire this particular digital item, I have to actually pay more money in order to acquire it. You know, a skin in and of itself could be $2.99, but the character to get is about $10. So therefore, you can't, there's no point of purchasing a skin if, to a character that you don't own. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, with what Javon said about the time investment, though, right. uh, My opinion is that kind of I don't really see the biggest problem with uh, limited availability or scarcity in general. But I think that in a lot of ways, it's kind of how it's used. Right. Um, Not going to go too in depth with the ethics of this because we kind of went over it with the discussion about loot boxes and whatnot, but along that same vein, right? This scarcity model is kind of used in order to get people to fall into those kinds of loot box systems. And so when it's used in a really poor way like that, or like with this, you know, the rotating store thing where it's like, these skins are not really all that great or whatever. It's kind of like, you know, why make them limited to other than to just make them be purchasable? It kind of makes it a little like, okay, but, but why, why, why did you have to make everything feel limited? That seems like 
overdoing the ball a bit, you know, like every now and then something limited to a degree where it's like, hey, there was a lot of work put into this. There was a lot that went into this in terms of an investment on the company side and they wanted to see like some reasonable profit out of it. Like, okay, sure. Like, you know, like again with Valorant right now, they have this, uh, I think it's called the Spectrum set or something. It's a collaboration with Zed. So, oh yeah, that looks sick. Um, yeah. So that obviously took a lot of work. Like if you've seen the effects, they're much more grandeur than like any of the other skins and things like that. And like, there's a lot of like unique music tied to it. That took a lot of effort on Zed's part and the, you know, animation department and everything that to want to see fast returns on that. I can understand, Hey, this is in the store for a limited time kind of, kind of thing. Like, that I can understand. Once in a while for really, really high quality items. But the generic stuff in terms of the skin that gets rolled out almost every week practically, or at least like every month for Valorant, mm-hmm. that stuff, like, why are you putting that on a, any sort of limited timetable? It's really unnecessary. And that's the part that I think is not okay because, because again, going back to the time thing, because now we're talking about not just money investment, but now it's also like there's a time factor to this, right? Overwatch's skins, those, you know, those seasonal like, oh, they run for three weeks. They're really not, the skins really are not that great. I'm sorry to say, Javon, but they really aren't. <laughs> okay. But they, but the thing is like, and this is a point that our friend Kevin made to me that uh, at the time I didn't agree with, but upon like, you know, marinating on that thought a bit more, you know, I, I realized it is kind of a shit thing, but instead of just your money, they're now trying to nab away your time like that. It's like, you can only get those skins, like those ones that happened in that three week period. You only have one week to get each one of the three skins for the three week period. And so you're practically forced to get engagement with the game, not by making the game better, but by just forcing you into this engagement through the limited edition concept. Yeah, and that's where I feel like it's a problem to be using because if you're trying to not make better, it's like strides, they're artificially trying to force habitual behavior for their player base. Yeah, in in general. So like you know, not not again, not to try to get into the ethics of it all, but it, but it's a very similar thing I think to the loot box issue where like when used really really wrong, it's going to go really really bad. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, yeah, I can see kind of the correlation there where. It's similar in concept that the developer is kind of like betraying the trust almost of the player base because the players, they expect, hey, if the game is good, I'll want to play it. But like the the developers having knowledge of some of these principles and effects uh, that tactics can have on your brain to kind of like drive that. I, I can see how people feel like it's kind of betraying that like agreement of I will play your game if it's good, make a good game and I'll play your game. Don't try to like manipulate my brain into doing the desired outcome. Right, because it's also different than the physical scarcity, right? Because when we're talking about physical items, it makes sense, right? There's there's only so much manpower people can devote to making this kind of item constantly or there's only so many materials that you can actually have to be able to make said thing like you know sometimes certain things are limited edition just because like there's just not enough material for it yeah those are reasonable reasons why something would be limited or of lesser you know quantity in terms of inventory when we're talking about digital content and that isn't a problem to be actively forcing these kinds of things is a little bit more 
assery, I would say. Yeah, so it's a little sus. I will say in my in my experience, I when the behavior is tied or sorry, when the limited edition is tied to like my behavior and time spent uh, instead of like the microtransaction purchasing time window, um, I I generally walk away from those experiences feeling like accomplished. I'm like, oh yes, I was man- I managed to like get the not win like nine custom games in Overwatch this week to get the to get the reward. I feel proud of myself for being able to accomplish that. Um, but I can see where you and Kevin are coming from, and maybe this is where you were when he first introduced the concept to you. But I, in my yeah, in my like personal experience, I tend to walk away from those with a positive kind of opinion of myself and of the game I'm playing. I think that's again more of an argument on like shift of perspective because for me, the reason why I'm uh, agreeing with that I dislike that concept is because at this point in time, I dislike playing Overwatch. Even if I'm playing with friends, I just dislike the game. Sure, like that may change in the future, but as it currently stands, I dislike it. So I don't like the I didn't like the idea of having to be like dragged back into the game in order to get these skins because I was trying to get this gotcha. feeling of like getting these skins you know like i wasn't enjoying myself doing it i was doing it because i felt like i had to yeah but you're doing the behavior very Mm -hmm. similar to these four or five year old children that were eating food they didn't like because (laughs) it was just limited in a exactly but that that's the problem right i'm doing something that i don't like which is exactly If, if you enjoy it and you know they're giving you nice skins that all you have to do is just do by playing the game that you're already going to be playing of course that's going to be better but Mm -hmm. it's more on the side of like if you're not want to do it like same thing with the valorant skin right because it's like oh sometimes not now i want the skin but i don't really care to play valorant that much that buying a skin be worthwhile but i find myself having to hold back from being like oh should i buy the skin no i really shouldn't yeah that's fair um i and i think when i think it's also different when you look at skins versus features of a game that might be limited edition Mm -hmm. sometimes if you're playing certain games uh like in gacha games if you want like a premium character to use a lot of times they're well there might not be like only available but like the drop rate might only be like reasonable to attain during certain time windows i feel like that can sometimes be problematic for players if like there's a functional difference to how you're able to play the game beyond just like the aesthetics um, by limiting it to forcing somebody to play during a certain time window. But True. I don't play gotcha that much. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that. I, I can, I understand that point. I think again, the part of the thing that um, like, we, the, like, like we said during the loot box thing, um, the gotcha rates is like, you know, the rate, right? So you kind of know what you're diving into. Mm-hmm. Like what I, have been saying about something like the valorant store you don't know when that's coming back because you don't know that's part of where the problem is like with um with something like a gacha game usually like you know what you know that these things are going to be coming back at a certain at a certain point you know they're coming back with a frequency and even the things that are quote unquote limited once a year you know they'll be coming back around the exact same time every year so you know to plan for it and That's a good no like rate. safety net, I guess. Yeah, so I'm not saying it's great. Gacha games still definitely use these techniques, and it's not the best thing. But I'm saying, mm-hmm. like to me, that's There's, what makes it. Yeah, it taps better. a little bit less into that fear of loss that can be so powerful 
with our brains. And we can probably spend a whole episode talking about like fear of loss specifically, but right. um, just that idea of like, I will never have this opportunity ever again can be produce a lot of anxiety, but to drive behavior. Um, and but, I can see that being unhealthy. Yeah. But I also want to touch back to something that you kind of mentioned about how like game features, right? Cause uh, we've been talking about things like, you know, skins and whatnot, but what about like, you know, limited edition game modes? Like I know in mm. league, there's often these really interesting game modes that come by every now and then. Yeah. And, and in overwatch. Yeah. Like same with overwatch, right? They put, they put certain game modes on rotation and you know, this happens with a lot of games. Like even my, even my gotcha game, they have on occasion done these limited edition game modes that came along with an event. And then it's kind of gone, but they're mm-hmm. really fun to do. And so um, I'm kind of like, okay with the concept of like having some of these rotate to a degree, but I, I'm, I'm similarly disliking the idea of like this is this event is only available for a limited amount of time like this kind of game mode and then they just take it away forever yeah javon do you wish lucio ball was available 24 7 <laughs> <laughs> well i don't actually play lucio ball oh my so god it's the I best mode really in or go but i do enjoy game modes like what is it i forget the name of it it's basically your hero, all the heroes have like double HP. I thoroughly enjoy I think that. That's called right, so save that in and of itself was like a limited mode oh, for like okay. a couple times out of the year. I would be probably playing that um, because there's some for me that particular feature forces everyone else to rethink strategy because. Now your squishies are no longer that squishy anymore. Yeah. They're like pretty much comparable to like your your DPS, but your tanks really, right? So Zen goes from like having like what? He has like 225, like 225, 250 HP to now like 450. <laughs> oh right? Like 450. So what do you do when the healers have that much of a health pool? Wow. What do you do when your tanks are literally like <laughs> Does, does that just make like Widowmaker worthless? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, say, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, but that, the, but that in and of itself is what is so great uh, in terms of thinking through features that are limited because it could introduce something <laughs> where it changes strategy, and that's oh, exciting yeah. to have, right? That's exciting to have when. New form, a new form of gameplay engages players to reconceptualize to some degree the way in which they want to engage the quote unquote enemy, right? The way in which that they have their own team communication, like who is now the focus? Because you know, sometimes (laughs) focusing on your tanks may not be the best situation because right now, tank is a really problem, tank is essentially the sponge but even more so of a sponge right now yeah now how can we focus fire on the other things that are supporting the sponge's livelihood but when you have game modes come and go like that yeah there have definitely been times where i'm just like bro like that was fun that was better than the base game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think i agree in that i like the game mode rotation um I 
primarily because when I think about the effects that these limited edition features could have, if there's a limited edition, so if, for instance, my job requires me to like travel and work somewhere for a week and I don't have the capacity to play that week and I lose out on like a skin in Overwatch, I... I'll feel really bad about myself potentially. But if there's like a limited edition game mode, um, I feel like if you really want to play it, then you can play it. But like, if you don't participate in that, you don't feel left out. If that makes sense. Like you don't feel like you've lost the chance to do something. Um, maybe that's just more of a time window factor where like normally in overwatch and league, they're like on the span of a month versus one week. But I think, I think it's you. You feel less. Um, I personally, at least, feel less uh, of that devaluation when I don't achieve whatever is being offered, or when mm-hmm. I don't participate. So I think the negative side effects from my first-hand experience are less. But I don't know what the research might say on that front. To be honest, yeah, I'm not sure about the research either. We haven't been able to find much on that. But I feel like having limited items being a sort of like status symbol like with league of legends right how there are those prestige skins i i forget what the rate was you told me i think it was maybe what like 220 dollars or some bs like that but yeah some really stupid amount of money that you have to spend in order to guarantee that you're gonna have that skin Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like even though i don't really care about said skin when i've seen people with the prestige i'm just like oh oh dang this person's got this skin they're like, probably oh, like a Kaisamine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it makes you go like, oh, okay, they got money like that or something of the sort. And it makes you kind of think and kind of gives this kind of perceived, uh, like, status to this person, right? And so, you know, what about that, right? Because also, like, these, like, again, like, the skin name is Prestige, whatever the skin name is. And so when you get certain things like, you know, other pre-orders or collections editions of when you buy certain games as well, like during pre-orders or whatever, you're getting, they're like, you know, oh, this is like the pro pack or like the elite package or the legendary edition or like the collector's treasure or whatever. That's like that. And it's these names and titles that kind of denotes some sort of like status that you get already right like mm-hmm. part of the reason why brands like supreme or like i think you mentioned like 100 thieves or things like that why in a way sometimes they're so sought out or like you know gucci or louis vuitton those are all like designer exclusive they're high end it makes you create the status symbol that you get them and not everyone in the world is running around with that shit yeah and specifically like shipments that run for a limited period of time Whereas obviously like Gucci and Louis Vuitton, they also have like a thousand dollar price barrier. Um, but that does play into you're talking about like the prestige skins, the prestige skins having like that reputation and notoriety. I think there's also the risk and probably a real effect where it can create um, a socioeconomic divide in your player base where if some folks are playing a game and maybe they like spent a lot of their savings on like a $60 game for like a, in a month or something, or if they're playing a free to play game, having a detachment or feeling like left out. Um, if there are things only available to like the high rollers that are able to drop a lot of these um, 
buco buck amounts of mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I find that always interesting because there's a lot of games out there that rely on what do you call it whales, right? There yeah. are a lot of games that rely on a small portion of folks dumping in the most amount of money collectively, right? In order yeah. to support the game. And then there's also ways in which even if it's not about, how do you say, even if it's not about the game having a whole bunch of microtransactions, yeah, there's that factor of, okay, I see this person with this very, very rare skin. I know that there's no chance in the hell that they got that off of just a <laughs> random, random loot box. Draw. I mean, sure, that's possible, right? Like, sure, that's possible. But because I know I want that skin and thinking about, well, I'm not as lucky. How much is that skin? Okay, in order to get this thing, it actually comes bundled with this other thing. And to get this other thing, it's 30 bucks. I don't have 30 bucks. So that means I'm screwed. And this rears its ugly head mm-hmm. in games that really, and it does show that here's the game that you sliced off to sell to us. And here's the rest of the game that mm, we now yeah. have to like purchase, right? And it's very clear. Like, here's all of this stuff that you that you all worked on, and then I get this piece, this smaller piece of the pie, just so you can splinter it off into like three to four other sections. And it's within those three to four other no like DLC packages, which could contain some of the most entertaining, interesting stuff or or not right so it's just like so we're investing in ways in which to feel as though that we can show some kind of status within the game itself but not all of us can especially financially not all of us can invest in the same kinds of ways as the next person and i think at a skin level if we're just talking about digital items just that have right then then that's fine but we're talking about digital items that fundamentally affect the way in which you you play and and in competition with other people then that's when the conversation begins to shift because it's no longer about all right skill set it's about who has the biggest wallet yeah and then all of a sudden it's no longer a game anymore that supposedly and is marketed as oh this is all about your skill set it's all about who can shoot faster to kill the other person, right? Thinking in terms of an FPS game. Yeah. Um, but and that can create like an environment or social group of like the the game's most dedicated players might all fall like fall into a pattern of they all come from like high economic income households or something. And I feel like that could perpetuate kind of the idea of what they think is this is this is our community is gated off to people that are already like more wealthy than others. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and I know that like beyond even just game functions, like that is a phenomenon in Fortnite where I, I don't know about in the last year or so, but the term like basic skin is like a phrase used in a derogatory way to other players where they're using basic skins that you start the game with. Oh, really? With the implication that 
if you haven't bought yourself a custom skin yet, that you're like lame or you're less cool than other players. Mm. Um, I think Fortnite's generally the only one I've seen it pop up as like a almost universally recognized term within the community. Um, uh-huh. In like League of Legends and Overwatch, I don't think I have ever really seen people say, oh, you don't have a skin, aside from like a joking manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is interesting that those things can and have popped up. Yeah, but that that we see this all the time, right? Like such language, such perspective, it's a classic socioeconomic kind of uh form of engagement or stigma that that people do where it's just like oh you're also in this environment with us but very clear like it's like there's something about them that they have or do not have on their person which supposedly sends a signal to other people where it's just like oh they're in they don't have this so therefore they must not come from like a wealthy family or they're too broke or too poor. And some treat this as an opportunity in which to engage another person like sympathetically. And then other people use that to, you know, uh, look down upon people. And it's interesting the way in which we are starting to see behaviors such as this be entered into video game spaces and this is not to say that um video games in and of themselves are like this utopian everyone's happy-go-lucky kind of world right like i would love that but that 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 doesn't yeah. that doesn't hold well and i don't <laughs> want people hard. to get that where it's just like well javon are all games utopian it's just like okay that's a whole other conversation <laughs> yeah. right so adding on in league i feel like there was a bit of an example of that sort of you know oh you're not using a skin for this character like i remember when i actually played league pretty intensely um my main uh when some of my friends found out that i didn't have a skin for this character they're like you're you don't have a skin for your main why no, it's it kind of like, like a th- expected. Yeah, it's kind of like a thing. It's like, oh, are you really a main enough for this character if you don't have a skin? It's kind of just like, huh. And I feel like that's carried over to a degree, right? Because uh, our our friend Anthony, when he started maining, mm-hmm. you know, Jin, all of a sudden he was like, huh, I kind of want to buy this skin for Jin. And I feel like the reason he felt compelled to was partially from, like, in a way, there was like this level of feeling of like, oh, if you're a if you're this champion main, you gotta have a skin for them, right? Yeah, to, like, prove your devotion. Yeah, even though we kind of all were like, yeah, we're done spending money on League and all this kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden he started getting back into it, and then he's like, oh, yeah, now I gotta buy this skin for this character. And it's like, just to say that you're a Jin main, I guess? <laughs> it's like, you know, so there's those things that happen as well. I think similar experiences happen in, like, plenty of different games but they may just be more subtle than we realize and some of them may be more related towards the you know social aspects right because like again buying a skin for your main that's a that's totally a community thing yeah like riot didn't implement that nonsense for shit it was the league community that was like nah you gotta do this degeneracy right 
I guess there are different dangers. Some level, I, I think some of these things aren't like a problem, but I think it's still important that I guess we talk about it and make sure they're being made aware. People are being made aware. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We've said it before. There's sometimes where it's okay and it makes sense as to why it's happening. But like we've talked about the problems, but maybe one thing to end on is what kind of makes it worth it. Yeah. You know, what makes this limited aspect worth it? Because uh, there was some other research article that we found that was discussing how like as a marketing technique companies will sometimes offer their product at a discount if you're pre-buying it right and so that seems to apparently increase purchases but only if the product is you know considered high quality and not really like a gamble right so it's like so when we're like hey we're gonna get a quality ass game not cyberpunk 2077 but maybe something like you know god of war 4 <laughs> like if you're guaranteed yeah. you're guaranteed that and it's like hey if you pre-order we're gonna give you god of war 4 for no for 50 dollars instead of 60 people gonna be jumping on that and in that case you know if the quality is guaranteed it's kind of like you know what that'd be worth right like that's a case where like that limited availability is kind of in our favor to a degree and that's kind of okay yeah i think you touched on the piece that i was thinking is most important to me where like if my experience without the if my experience is like improving somewhat from my baseline without any of the limited available stuff then i'll be happy so like in in the example you said it's like a reduction in cost. Like I could save $10. That's like better than if it just weren't there at all, because otherwise I'd be paying $60 or in the case of like league. I know we've talked about it several times uh, this episode, but they have events for like the theme of different skins. I think the most recent one is like coven. There's a skin line called coven where they're all in this uh, different skin theme. Um, There are prestige things that are limited edition. If you're spending tons of money, but at the baseline, I'm getting like Riot also just gives me free skins and like uh, skin shards and stuff that are in the game. So if it didn't exist at all, I would just be at I would just not get anything. I'm only getting a little. I'm getting a little amount, which is not as much as maybe somebody who's high rolling, but I'm still getting a positive net benefit. So I think if there's like at least some improvement from the baseline, I think that that for me makes it a lot more acceptable to have some of these other limited edition stuff. Right. And again, as an extension of like that increase in baseline, right? Like we're, like I mentioned way earlier, the whole uh, spectrum skins from Valorant, like very high quality items like that. You know, I feel like that's just all around cool. And like just general, you know, makes your general play experience, even though it's like a cosmetic thing or whatever, just makes it feel better. Sometimes Mm. like that stuff when it's, clearly really high quality really tons of effort dropped into that limited availability kind of sometimes makes sense yeah javon do you think we should get rid of limited stuff or are you happy with your one week of double health personally limited for me is okay because i place particular value on the product that i want right so when mortal Kombat eleven was like announced i was all over it like i saw the announced trailer and everything and i was just like yes there we go there we go and then 
once the game came out, I already pre-ordered the thing, right? So I pre-ordered it, and then once it like launched, I went to the local GameStop, waited in line, got it, and then they was like, you know, you can purchase, you know, for extra thirty bucks and get the DLC. And well, it wasn't thirty bucks; it was sixty bucks. My apologies. It was like for an extra sixty bucks, you can get the DLC. I was like, say less. So I dropped <laughs> like a hundred and twenty some bucks. Okay. On that first night, didn't even think about it because right, I already knew that that's what I wanted. Because for me, there, there's value for me of getting uh, the extra characters that I want, and also the fact that I already had placed value on the base product, which is Mortal Kombat. It was a no-brainer for me. So, in part and partial, limited, limited is not supposed to be for everyone. Where it's it's marketed as yes, if you have the cash, then it could be for everyone. But I honestly think that no no financial planning meeting ever is just like, all right, we're gonna sell this game and then we have a limited edition. There's no way that they're trying to project out the <laughs> the amount of limited editions will sell just as much as the base game. Like <laughs> Yeah. It, right. And it, you need some of that, like it can't be for everyone, otherwise it makes the limited edition like lose its meaning Mm -hmm. alternative title for the episode limited edition not for everyone (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean i think about the other times where i definitely wanted this particular game and i'm just like okay yeah i see this there's a limited edition thing some have like these collector items like oh you can get the map of this and this and a statue of this and this and this and i'm just like nah the game is fine <laughs> like, that that's fine but if it's something like <laughs> like halo like most recently they microsoft had just announced uh, the halo infinite uh release date which is like december something and I was like, all right, cool. But then they had the audacity to announce, all right, we're also going to allow people to buy a Halo Infinite customized Xbox Series X with controller and base game. Here's this limited edition thing. I see the value in it because I get the game. I don't have a Series X, so I also get the game and a Series X and then get this awesome brand spanking new controller to come with it. All right, cool. I mean, there was no pandemic. I would definitely think that my chances of getting it were going to be pretty great. Right now, it's zero because it went out of stock 10 minutes into the thing. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> right? But that's, again, what I make with the argument that I'm making is there is value that I place upon things. And depending on the value that I place upon a thing will determine how much I'm willing to invest in the thing in and of itself. And so... That's where your uh, your um, elite players, your wells, come in because the gaming company is baking on the fact that they have some kind of fan base, which will easily justify to them the cost of like these limited edition stuff because they're not looking for a whole bunch of people to actually buy the collector's items of things. It's just that they're looking for people who have already committed themselves to the product in and of itself to buy this thing right here here's our for our loyal fans for it to feel that they're part of the process right that means sometimes like betas i love a good beta not only because it allows me to tap into 
the game and basically if my computer crashes, that's definitely something I'll send to developers. My computer crash is this. I feel yeah. part of the process, but also it just feels pretty damn good where you're just like, oh yeah, I got into the beta for like the hottest game that's about to drop out like anytime. Yeah. And then people are just like, oh yeah, I remember I got into the Elder Scrolls online beta and at the time it was really hard to get into the beta. It really, it really was. But I had yeah, already like, signed into the beta the day they announced it. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I remember I got into the uh, the Heroes of the Storm beta back in college, and you and I, no, Reza, you and I, and our friend Anthony were all freaking out about that. Yeah. And then when I got into the Valorant beta, like I immediately messaged you, and you're like, "What the fuck, you got in?" <laughs> yeah, Riot weaponized that with Valorant. They like, well, weaponized sounds malicious, but like they, <laughs> I mean, quintupled their viewership on Twitch. Oh yeah, by yeah, yeah. Enabling beta keys to drop in chat. So yeah, that's another. In a way, that's another limited kind of thing. Almost is it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe? I mean, it's limited edition, but it kind of falls into loot box type behavior. Maybe we can yeah, touch on like that yeah. in another episode. Yeah, I feel like that's more loot boxy, actually. Yeah, but anyways, the, a lot of these obviously kind of like touch each other or kind of cross over, um, kind of overlap in how they're executed. I think overall, the way the place I'm feeling is that generally having things be limited edition is usually okay, just as as long as like people are aware. Sometimes it can make some people feel ostracized or like it can have negative effects. But I don't. I think there's definitely like more malicious or more harmful things that are out there that I'm probably more important to focus on. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Limited edition is fine within reason, as a shorter way to say it. Yeah, cool. Javon, any other final thoughts? Or are you good? I would say that limited edition, your elite stuff, your pro stuff, your legendary kinds of things, that has its place for people. I know it does for me. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've indulged in those things mm-hmm. and there could be, and probably is benefit for the company, especially for your independent developers out there too. Cause sometimes having a limited edition version of something shows signs of progress, which is nice. It, it becomes a problem when we, when people start to place upon the value of these digital items even if they are physical but place upon value and then determine someone else's self-worth therefore also someone else's value in the world uh that's where it becomes a, a problem so i won't go on a rant but the threshold where it becomes harmful for these limited edition things is when people start to place value on the thing and then they attribute someone else's lack of that particular item and start to place upon what they think that other person is worth to them now and also probably worth to society which is problematic right so oh they don't have this skin therefore they must be poor well what does poor mean to you in that context right like yeah just because you're poor doesn't necessarily make them any less of a person and doesn't make you any more of a person because you have money Right. So there's these other underlying threads that can be disentangled when we start to describe, you know, things about related to class. Again, I won't go on a whole tangent, but I'm just saying, let's be mindful. All game players, let's just be mindful that these are digital items. 
some of these things will never matriculate into anything else beyond the the space of the game if the if the game shuts down there goes your special this your limited edition that right (laughs) right yeah i think that's a good way to define it in terms of when it's problematic Mm -hmm. in any case thanks everyone for listening in i'm reza aka sprint speed i'm javon aka jay stoney and I'm Eric, a.k.a. Hysteric. And subscribe right now. This is limited edition. You can only subscribe for the next three seconds. Go do it. Okay. I will slap you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs>